0: Welcome to another episode of Sabine's Common Sense. I'm your host, Sabine, The Purpose Lawyer. Thank you for listening and thank you for helping me be on purpose. So today we're going to be talking about... Actually, I have a praise report today. A praise report for Black TikTokers and them protecting their creatives because I'm always saying, you got to do it, you got to do it. Or I'm telling you about things that people did wrong. But today I have some good news. And then I have the pleasure of interviewing... Mr. Ash Cash. He is an amazing human. Um, he is the owner of Mind Right Money Right uh, Management. He is the founder and CEO. He's a financial expert and motivator. He is running two media outlets right now. He is. He has one of the the top mindset financial money <laughs> the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Okay. And he's right. He'll tell you. And he is absolutely right. His show is extremely powerful. It's called Inside the Vote. It's on Earn Your Leisure Network. He's breaking the internet every single week. And then he has the Ash Cash podcast. This guy does not sleep. He's on every single day from 8 to 9 a.m. You guys are in for a super treat today. And so am I. Um, all right. So stay tuned for that. And now I'm going to get into my praise report. So TikToker Kiara Wilson, you may know her from the Savage dance that was on TikToks, you know, um, what's her name? Megan The Stallion's song, I'm a Savage. Okay, you guys know the song. I don't have to sing it for you, <laughs> which I'm sure you're glad about. Um, So Kiara Wilson was the young lady who created the dance to that that every single person was doing during the pandemic, like every, every single person. And so the big issue is or and has been that creatives who create these you know choreographed dance dances um, their rights have historically not been protected and so these things go viral everyone's making money off of it or some people are making money off of it and so but they're not right they're the ones who are not and the idea is that they should be because it's something that they created so just to give you a little bit of 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 insight if you don't know these particular works are considered intellectual property, right? Because it's something that you created with your mind. And choreography happens to fall under the class of copyright, right? It is a work that you create that once you fix it, perform it, and it's recorded for somebody to see or to be able to um, perceive, then it is copyrightable, right? And in fact, you get the copyright as soon as it's created. So as soon as you you know perform it and it's captured, copyright exists, right? The bigger thing though, is that if you want to exploit it and you want to stop other people from using it, you really need to register your copyright. So what's been happening is These people don't know that most of them are young. They're like kids, essentially, right? Young and just don't have exposure to this type of information or even know that they're creating something of value that they should be getting paid for, right? I mean, professional choreographers, they do know that, you know, or they may have some exposure to it because of the walks of life that they're in. But um, generally, people just don't know. So historically, their works have been, you know, stolen or they haven't been recognized for it. And so this... um. Uh, a water running dancer Jacquel Knight who has choreographed for Cardi B and Beyonce and a whole bunch of others he actually created a foundation. He partnered with Logitech and created a foundation called the Jekyll Knight Foundation. And they have been helping creatives to protect their copyrights, which is wonderful and amazing. And Kira Wilson is one of those individuals who they have helped. And so she's protected. The only thing, though, is in everything that I have read and researched, I haven't seen how they're actually going about protecting, you know, helping them to protect their copyright. So hopefully they're actually getting copyright registration with the trademark office. Um and so I don't know if they're trying to create like a new way of trademarking because some of the things that I heard him say like, you know, the system is really antiquated, like, you know, and it really needs to be updated and it's it makes it difficult for um creatives to protect their rights. And so I don't know if he's like creating a new system or what have you, but I wanted to sort of say that copyright is fairly easy. I know it's easy for me to say because I'm an attorney, but um, it's not really rocket science in terms of um, the the copyrights website. Copyright.gov has a lot of information on there and it may not be intuitive, you know, but it's something that a person can understand and do themselves. Right. Um, So. In that sense, um, I think that there are ways for for chore- for choreographers to protect their works, but maybe they just don't know and maybe it's just too complex. And I know a lot of time creatives, they're not really into the technicalities of things. They just want to create and do their art, which is understandable, you know, totally understandable. That's why there's attorneys, right, to do the boring stuff <laughs> that nobody else wants to do. But that's neither here nor there. So they created this foundation. They're helping um, you know, creatives of color to protect their rights. And it's really awesome and wonderful. And the, really, um, the point of the foundation is to help give the power back to the artists, right? And it was created during the pandemic. I think it existed prior to the pandemic, but this initiative has, you know, been continuing through the pandemic because of the fact that, you know, as you know, <laughs> a lot of people have not been able to, um, work in a public fashion so dancers typically you know perform so they haven't been able to do that so what do they get really with their copyright so they're going to get the right to reproduce right so they can allow other people to do the dance or use the dance or what have you and get paid for doing that they're going to get the right to perform it so that's another right that you get with copyright they get the right to create derivatives so like spin-offs and things like that with it and they can license, you know, their choreography or what have you or sell it or what have you and it allows them to have another stream of income. So in addition to, you know, his foundation actually also raising money for dancers who have been out of work but they're actually helping them create streams of income. So I thought that was awesome and beautiful and another um sentiment as to why we should be conscious of what we're creating and if you don't know how the thing you're creating is to be protected get some information talk to an attorney do some research so that you can actually find out is this a thing that is protectable and then how can i protect it all right so after my good news now let's get into my interview with mr ash cash Hello, Mr. Ash Cash. Hey, what's <laughs> up, Sabi? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, man, Ash is such an amazing human. That's the best way for me to uh, <laughs> describe thank it. You. Describe you. He's a financial expert. He has written four books now or more. Four, 11. <laughs> 11. Oh, my God. I got four bestsellers, but Four bestsellers. 11. I'm at 11 right now. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. So, Ash, I know we're gonna get into really who you are and all that you've yeah. done because you're you're so amazing. Um, the one thing that I know everyone says about you is that you have so much energy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like for energy sure. is through the roof, through the yeah. roof, and it's 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 infectious, it's inspiring. Like even just having a regular conversation with you, where does this energy come from?
1: Gratitude. Mm. Um, I don't I don't I don't think people understand. Like I like I be trying to explain it, but I, yo, I'm a '90s baby. Like I grew up in the crack era. Like I seen dead bodies, crackheads, all that. Mm. You name it. I'm from the I'm from the Saint Nicholas housing projects in New York City. Wow. If you see, I saw before I turned 12 years old. I seen a dead body, like we was shootouts all the time. Wow. I've seen people shot, like I've seen a lot in my life, you know? And so by the time I became an adult and to see the life that I'm blessed with right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would, I think I'd be disrespecting God if I woke up and had less energy. Like if I, if I was, if, if I woke up acting as if I'm supposed to be here wow. and that every day is not a gift, I think I'll be disrespecting God. So I think, I mean, I don't even, I think, I know um, that my energy just comes from from gratitude. I'm just happy. Like, I I live an amazing life. Uh, I impact a lot of lives. Um, But that wasn't, you know what I'm saying? That that wasn't my trajectory, though. I got kicked out of school four times. First grade. Fifth first grade, grade. <laughs> first grade you know, what am i look look. I, my son is six years old my son is in the sixth grade uh, in the first grade right six years old i can't imagine like i can't even fathom him doing anything to right. get him kicked out of school wow but but at his same age i was fighting i mean i know i was angry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying my dad had left you know there was a lot but um, but yeah, it's I mean, I, I didn't mean the, you know, <laughs> No, on, but, no, no, that's good. But, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like it's it's my gratitude. I'm just grateful
0: right.
1: um, for life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm just grateful for life. Um, you know, and, and not it's just not an ordinary life though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, like I like I've done so much and been blessed with so much. Um that, I, that I, I feel like, man, like, 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 like I'm on my fourth life, if you will. You wow, know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, from, from all the different blessings and things that I was able to accomplish that every day I wake up, I'm just, ex-
0: I'm just happy. Excited. You know, I'm just happy
1: to be here, you know?
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So you said when you were six, <laughs> you got kicked out of school and yeah. you had a lot of anger. How did you, cause I know you're super successful. How did you channel that anger into something good like what did you do with that anger that got you to where you are now
1: yeah I think I think I think it it, it, you know as I got older right I used Mm -hmm. to get in trouble a lot um and, and in fact, when I was 17 years old, I was about to sell drugs because because mm. my friends were selling drugs and they were doing very very well. Uh, I was 17. <laughs> one of my friends was 16, and he had a he had a I remember he had a green Chevy Tahoe, mm. um, and he was getting all the girls. So I was like, oh, I'm about to like what's up? Like but this that's dude, 16, it. Mm. he got the Chevy Tahoe, getting all the girls. So I so I wanted to do the same. Um, and my sister, you know, fast shout out to my sister. My sister was working at Blockbuster Videos at the time, and she mm. was like, yo. Nah, like what? 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 Mommy gonna say? Like, right. like what? Mommy gonna say if you? You know what I'm saying? If you? If If you go? You know, sell drugs and get locked up or go to jail? Like you know? And she got me a job, and that that expanded my mind. You know, because when she got me a job at Blockbuster Videos, mm-hmm. um, I realized that I was channeling my energy in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. like like I was I was super duper successful. Now that I had, you know, something to to put my energy towards, um. I wound up being super successful, you know, even at the video store. Okay. Um, and then I just, and, and, and then the exposure, I had access to different people, different walks of life, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Like I was just exposed to more people. Oh, wow. um, and, and I think that exposure just allowed me to realize like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 why are you, um putting your energy in the wrong direction mm-hmm. and then as I started getting more you know more successful more successful more successful um it just came a time where I had to just like release and forgive okay, um and really get the whole story because my anger came from my dad because you know my dad wasn't around he left when I was two years old he mm-hmm. was in and out my life but 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 you know I, I held this anger um and I don't think my mom meant anything by it, right. but my mom used to remind me that my dad wanted to me to to abort me. You know what I'm saying? Oh my
0: goodness. Yeah, and
1: mm-hmm. and um, I mean, you Haitian, so,
0: so yeah, my I know how it like, goes. Like,
1: right, right? So my mom <laughs> be
0: like, "Well, upasre mama la
1: market," which means you don't you don't yep. find mothers in the supermarket. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she used to say that to me all the time. Like it was embedded in my brain. Um and I, you know, hurt people hurt people. So my mom, right, do a right. lot, so I, I know, I know what that was. Um, but as I got older, I had to realize that like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, wh- why am I holding on to this anger? And as I forgave, as I released, mm-hmm. um, it made me less angry. Um, and it, it made me, um, actually appreciate mm-hmm. also. Right. Like, you know, I believe the good, the bad, and the ugly all work in your favor. Right. Um, and, and a lot of us, have negative things that happen, or or quote unquote, because I don't believe in positive and negative. In fact, Mm -hmm. I believe that everything is working for your greater good. So a lot of times people look at what is perceived to be negative Mm -hmm. and wish that it never happened, but don't realize that that thing that you didn't want to happen is what shaped your life. It's just what allows you to to be who you are right now. And so how can you... How can you curse the blessing, you know?
0: Right. And how did you how did you know what to do with that? Like how did you know how to tap into that space where you're like, um, I now understand why I went through this. I now understand. Cause most people can't even get past that. They just sit there and like rehash and rehash and woe is me. Like, how'd you know?
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I think like, like they say hindsight is 2020, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that as it's like I'm I'm a very analytical guy. I, okay. uh, maybe it's my finance background, maybe because <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always analyzing stuff. Um, and so as an analyzer, when I when I when I play things back in my in my head, mm-hmm. I always kind of connect the dots. And I say, Oh, if it wasn't for this, then this. If this wasn't this, then that. It's like a right. math problem, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started to really kind of look back at my life and put the pieces together and be like, yo, if it, if if this didn't happen then this wouldn't happen if this, and, 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 and then I just started realizing that it was all of it. Right. like all of the things kind of worked worked together, all of it worked to to make me who I am today. And so if I ever regret anything in my life, Wow. It's almost being disrespectful to who I am today because that thing that happened in my life, if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be who I am. And I love who I am. Right. You know, and so it was that beautiful. realization that made me realize, like, you know what, you got to let go and, and realize that everything is working for your, your greater good. And as long as you have breath in your body, you have a, a, a opportunity to create whatever you want to create.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. That's really freeing what you just said. Um, because I had the, I have a similar story. You know, dad was in and out of my life. I always thought like, you know, why Why did this happen to me? Like, why did, you know, different things that happened in my life, I regretted them. And I, as I get older, approaching 40, <laughs> I came to the realization like, okay, I needed all of these things. All of yes. these things that make me think the way that I think right now. So, and think about that though, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know... Like yo, I am a better
1: father because Mm, of
0: it. Same.
1: And so, and so, when I so I have two kids, I have a thirteen year old, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a six year old. Like, like I wouldn't be able to be the father I am to my daughter had. You know, my, my dad been in my life. I wouldn't be the father, like, like, yo, like I tell my son, like I, I kiss my son on the forehead. Mm. I tell him, you know, you know, you know, I love you every single day. Like everything that I did not have,
0: right?
1: I now give to my son. And my son is a phenomenal kid. <laughs> right. And yeah. but 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 if I but maybe if I would have gotten that. I probably wouldn't see the value in it. And I probably wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, no, so, I totally it's get like, it. So like, it, it makes me a better parent, uh, makes me a better husband. I mean, you got to ask my wife. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? but it, it makes me better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: No, I totally get that. Because I'm super intentional, probably to an annoying point, with like affection and affirmation for my daughter. So I totally I totally understand how that works. So Ash, you're always talking about being greatness on display, being greatness yes. on display god is is the sort of acronym what do you what do you mean by that when you say that Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so so i you know i came to the realization um regardless of uh what your religion is Mm -hmm. you know uh whether you jewish uh catholic uh you know uh, muslim christian whatever it is Mm -hmm. um all of the the scripture um, says that that we are all made in the image and likeness of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we're all made in the image and likeness of God, of the most high God, um, then we are that, right? right. So we are, if, if you're made in the image and likeness of something, you are that. Um, and so I realized that, um, you know, if God is infinite possibility, then I'm infinite possibility.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and, and but But the thing is, is that the only way, that you can actually prove God is by displaying God, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like if 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 you've been through adversity, um, and because you've been through adversity, you hide the adversity. I mean, you got through it, but right. you don't tell nobody about it, you hide it, you act like everything is okay, mm-hmm. um, then you didn't prove that God is good or God is great, mm-hmm. right? You didn't prove that because your life looks normal, mm-hmm. but when you've been through adversity when you've overcome certain things. Right. And now instead of keeping that to yourself, cause that was a gift, right? God mm-hmm. gave you a gift. God mm-hmm. made you go through certain things so that that way you could display how great God is. Right. Um, and so when I came to that realization, um, that everything that I've been through, um, the, my, my only purpose in life is to display God, is to show that I am greatness. I am greatness on display. Mm-hmm. Um, then then that became my mission in life. And so anything I do, um, I do it with excellence because I know that, I, that I'm a representation of God. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a representation of most high God, then I have to, you know, display what, you know, what's God like um Mm. and 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 so and so it doesn't even matter if i you know right now i'm in financial education right now i'm an author uh but if but if tomorrow you know i decided to you know to to be a clown uh at the (laughs) ringling you know ringley brothers then i'm gonna be the greatest clown i know what he's saying he says like it's like greatness on display it's like you know you have to um show right like like and 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 that's just to everybody who is um, you know, people be, be hiding. People try to act like they're perfect right. when, nah, like, you're not perfect. Like, you you went through what you went through, like, live your truth. And as you live live your truth, you actually give others permission to live their truth. Mm. And that is greatness, right? Mm. Greatness is, 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 is showing that no matter what is thrown at you, you're still going to, you know, overcome because right. you're made in the image and likeness of God.
0: But do you ever feel like what is people gonna what are people gonna say about me? Or what are, you know, how, how am I gonna be perceived in this particular in this particular light? Like can can we really truly be authentic all the time?
1: Yeah, you have to be though. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think I think it's a choice. Um I think it's a choice to um to hide, or it's a choice to be your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Uh the truth of the matter is that uh and when I say your authentic self, I don't I don't mean you know, you know, giving everybody a front row seat in your life, right? Because right? right. at the end mm-hmm. of the day, there's certain things that are only meant for you. Um, there's certain things that are, you know, meant for public or assum- something, you know, consumption. And it's really up to you what you what you decide to share. Uh, but I do believe that, um, you know, don't lie, right? Don't yeah, lie to yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really, um, you know, I think again as. Um, as I do the work, you know, and that, and that's why I, you know, I started to write my story, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have a book from the block to the bank that talks about, you know, how I grew up and mm-hmm. the things I've been through. Because right now, there's a seventeen-year-old. Who's, a, who, who's from the hood, who who comes from a single-parent home, mm-hmm. who's about to sell drugs and throw their life away, and they don't know how great they become. Right. Unless what? Unless I tell my story. So they look. They're like, oh, wow, this dude has done X, Y, Z. He's touched millions of lives. He wrote, he, he wrote 11 books. He's had, got four bestsellers. Mm-hmm. He's been on every you know media outlet you could think of. Wow. And he's from the projects, mm-hmm. and he had a single-parent home, and he got kicked out of school four times. Wow. Like, it's really, um, you know, if I don't tell that story, then there's somebody right now that's that wants to give up. There's somebody right now that think their life is over when their life is just beginning. And so I don't really, uh, I don't really care what people say because mm-hmm. you can't, um, you know, you can't judge the truth, right?
0: You're right. The truth is the <laughs>
1: truth. Like you can't judge the truth because if you know if 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 if, if my truth is what I went through. Then who cares what you think? Because that's my experience. I wouldn't be ashamed of my experience. And so, you know, as I as I maneuver through life, it's, you know, I, you know, you know, as as uh, as Drake said, man, I promise to always give you me, the real Mm -hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one. Would have thought I'd be caught.
0: Okay, ask. let me find out. That's awesome though and and you're absolutely right because there's like a lot one there's a lot of freedom for you, and there's there's a lot of freedom for the people who are hearing your story. so tell me how did you go from blockbuster like opening your mind to a bigger world right? There's more to life to now you're a financial expert. What was that road like?
1: oh man, so like i um literally worked at I, everything was divine I was working mm-hmm. at the video store um you know one of one of the the reps um, you know, that, that worked at the video store, um, was also working at Chase Bank, right? Mm. And, um, we had just had a, a management shift. So, uh, the manager that we were working with just left. Um, and so, you know, and, and so we were all like, look, I was an assistant manager by this time at Blockbuster. And we were like, yo, we don't know what's going, what's going to happen next. Cause we got a new manager. We don't know how he's going to be. Mm-hmm. So she come in one day, fast out to LaShawn Miles, LaShawn walks into the <laughs> store and she's like, um, Yo, they're hiring for... they having an open house at Chase. They're hiring for tellers. Wow. Um, and I was like, "Word!" I was like, you know what? I don't know where I could go from here. I'm an assistant manager already. I don't really want to be a branch manager. Mm-hmm. Let me just try it out. Um, and so I, I I went, did the interview, um, and the rest is sort of history. I mm-hmm. got into banking uh, as a teller. I was 19 years old when I started my career as a banker. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and there was so much opportunity um, and and I just kind of maxed out everything I did. So I did everything, everything in banking from teller mm-hmm. to personal banker to private banker. I was a VP at 24 years old. Um, I was wow. a branch manager like six, seven times helping clean up different branches. Um, I became a CEO of a credit union. So at 31, I was one of the youngest CEOs of a federally chartered bank. And mm-hmm. so Man, I, I, you know, I started from the bottom wow. and then got all the way to the top, being a CEO of a credit union. Uh, but then decided that I wanted to, um, uh, you know, teach my community, right? Like in the words of of the Honorable Sean Carter, Jay Z. <laughs> There's much bigger issues in the world I know, but I first had to take care of the world I know, right? Wow. When I, when I, when I'm in the bank, I'm managing money for people who are super duper wealthy, but they don't look like me, they don't come from my background, and I said. What if I could just take this knowledge and give it back to my community? Um, And then I started volunteering. I was going to schools. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to jails. I remember I I used to teach uh, C-74 at Rikers Island. Wow. Um, You know, just going, (laughs) just kind of teaching people about, you know, financial literacy, trying to help them, you know, save their lives. Uh, And I fell in love with the work. And I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, how do I figure out how to do this work, but still get paid for it? Um, and And then here we are today.
0: And when so when when you talk I haven't heard you talk about that Riker's Island um story. What was that experience like and do you feel like that sort of fueled your your desire to to educate or or did you have any sort of um like bumps along the way? I
1: love going to Riker's Island. Let me tell you mm-hmm. why because mm-hmm. Um, I think people make assumptions, right? When mm-hmm. when people see you at a certain space, uh, they assume that you know, like, oh yeah, look at this guy. So I used to go in there with suits on, right? Right. Used to go in there with my suits, expensive suits, just looking like a like a like an executive. Um, and you know, they would they would they would clown, like they would laugh and they would be like, oh, this guy's from like Parsippany, New Jersey. No disrespect <laughs> to Parsippany, <laughs> but it just sounds like a nice place, right? right. Like, this guy from Parsippany, <laughs> and so it's cool because. The moment I get in there, they wilding, they doing all these gang signs, they doing all this stuff. Right. And then I open my mouth with my with my, you know what I mean? I'm six three though. So okay. I'm not saying no, I'm not no small guy, right? <laughs> right? So I'm six three, you know, two plus, like I like I'm a big dude. And then now I open my mouth and I and I don't, I don't sound like I'm from Parsippany. Right, right. I sound like I, I'm from where they from. And they like wait, hold on. So now I just shock their whole system. Mm-hmm. Now they they looking at me. They're like, he sound like us, but he look like them. Um and it's the best, it's the best feeling in the world. Um doing this work, the best feeling is when somebody has an aha moment mm-hmm. when you like shatter their whole existence. Uh you shatter all resistance they've ever had. Right. Um, and, and when I when I go into those spaces, um, I give them hope you know i give them hope um i share my story i tell them about you know where i come from mm-hmm. um and, and and what i've been through um and that's what actually um, makes me want to do the work even more. That's why I keep writing books, right. uh, because I remember like like my, my books are in the uh, you know penitentiary system. So mm-hmm. I remember, you know, getting a letter from somebody that's in a jail in Texas, somebody I've oh, never wow. met before in my life, telling me that they, they I think they were doing like 20 years. And they're like, because of my book, My Right Life Right, when they get out, they're going to change their life like that, that that means something to me, like for wow. me to be able to use my my story, use my words, use my experience to change not not only his life because that when he comes home, his kids, his family, like I'm affecting generations of people. Right. Um or, I, or that make that 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 is that is the definition of fulfillment. And that's why that's another reason why I'm excited or or I, I always have energy because I know that there is not a person <laughs> that will experience me and not be better than how I found them. Like wow. not a person, like every, like, I, like I am inspiration. I am motivation. So when you hear my voice and I'm not saying this in any, you know, cocky way or arrogant way, I just know that God has put me here to inspire and motivate people. So every time I talk to somebody, every time I connect with somebody, I'm I'm lifting up spirits. I'm making people excited. I'm inspiring. I'm motivating them to be the best that they could be. And that's just like fulfilling for me. And that's why I love what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. Like I said, it's infectious. Like, I can feel it through the screen. <laughs> 100%. But, Ash, are there, are there any days where it doesn't feel that great? Or where, oh, you know, like absolutely. to the person who gets weary sometimes, because they, yeah. they know what they're supposed to be doing, they know what they're here for, or maybe they're not sure, but they're getting weary trying to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That? Oh, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. there, there are, I'm not going to say many days. Yeah, I know. But there are days... I wake up and I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I think that for me, um, there's three remedies for it, right? Okay. Num- number one, um, make sure you pray, mm-hmm. right? Make sure you pray because I, I believe, and, and prayer is not asking for anything, right? Okay. For me, prayer is just saying thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because a lot of times when we pray and we're asking God, give me, give me, give me, give me. um, We're not really putting ourselves in a position to receive. Mm -hmm. We're putting ourselves in a position to continue to have lack. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason for that is because, you know, life is a mirror. God is always going to give you. Right. What you ask for. And so when you think that you're asking for something, saying, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. What you're actually doing is asking God for the situation that keeps you asking.
0: Right? Wow. Right.
1: And so and so, no, when you pray, do not pray asking, saying, give me, give me, give me, give me. When you pray, you say, thank you, God. Right. Mm -hmm. You thank God for your life right now and what is that doing that's telling god that you appreciate what you have and god is going to continue to give you situations that make you appreciative right so yes. that's number 1 make sure mm-hmm. you pray number 2 uh i want i want you to meditate right anytime i feel down i just meditate right i just quiet my mind mm-hmm. and i allow to i like i allow to hear the instructions because at the end of the day you know, a lot of times when, um you know, we are having a funky day, right. it's just because we're not allowing the abundance, right? Wow. Abundance is our birthright. It's not something we got to work hard for. It's not something we got to beg for. It's not something we got to hope for. It's actually our birthright, like everything we need to be successful in life is already in like it's already ours the only thing is is that we we reject it right oh it's too good to be true we don't allow it but if you just quiet your mind and you allow the abundance to flow then everything that you you desire will already be yours wow if none of those two things work then go take a nap (laughs) hey yo i love it when i tell you a power nap Right. It will change your whole entire life. <laughs> right? You take a like if you if you stressed out, hey, just go take a nap. Mm-hmm. You know, that nap is going to quiet your mind. And then the only look look, think about this. Right. Every time you wake up, the only time that trouble finds you is if you remember it in your mind. Right. You're if right. you go take a nap, mm-hmm. once you wake up, if you're still thinking about If you still worrying and thinking about stuff like nah, like you are calling that negative thing in your life. If you take a nap, all you got to do is be here and now. Right. 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 Why is it be here now? Because the past is the past. You can't do anything to change the past. Right. Right. And here's the funny thing. The future doesn't exist anyway, (laughs) because you keep talking about this tomorrow. But nobody ever lived tomorrow. Right. When you get to tomorrow, it's going to be today again. So why you keep focusing on this fictitious future that no one has ever experienced? Nobody. There's no living being
0: that has been experienced to the
1: future. Wow. Everybody experiences life as today. And so that's why when people say they're depressed, a lot of times depression is just thinking about the past. Right. You're thinking too much about how things w- you used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So depression, mm-hmm. you, you stuck in the past. A lot of people are like, yo, I got anxiety. No, you're anxious because you're thinking too much about the future. Right. right? Stay here. Stay here and right now. And so take a nap, wake up. And when you wake up, don't bring the past or the future into today. Just be here and now
0: wow that was that was very very well said and it's beautiful I'm, I was I'm reading a book now called the Magic Path of Intuition by mm. Florence Shin right and mm. she says oh, that that's,
1: oh that's the goat
0: that's the goat right so she says that you know prayer is you talking to God and intuition is him answering you back or God answering you back I don't want to label God um so what do you what do you do you agree with that one and two like how has intuition shaped you?
1: Yeah, I I agree with that 100 percent, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because because at the end of the day, uh, intuition is uh, so I give this example all the time. Right. Intuition is like is like your car GPS system. Right. Um, And so I don't I don't drive anywhere without Waze. Waze is is, is everything. Right. (laughs) And the reason why I don't drive without Waze is because Waze is crowdsourced. Mm -hmm. Right. And what that means is um, everybody else who has Waze is 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 allowing Waze to know. Where there's traffic, where the things are blocked, and and so it always gives you the fastest route to your destination,
0: mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So what happens is you get in your car, you put in the you put in the you know the address, and Waze is going to tell you when to turn left, when to turn right, and and where to go. A lot of times people are so used to going the same way mm-hmm. that if Waze tell them to go a certain way, they're like, no, nah, I'm not going to go. Right. then they start going in that in that direction then they get stuck in traffic then they get to a place late and they don't realize that waves was taking you through this detour because it already sees everything mm. it already knows that there's traffic on the on the i-95 mm. right it already knows that there's traffic on the i-285 like it knows it already right. so so it's just it's, it's helping you detour as gonna give you the fastest route to your to where you need to go well, that's intuition. Mm. Intuition sees all of it. Like, intuition sees everything It knows who you should be with, who you shouldn't be with, you know, which way to go, what opportunity to take, what opportunities to say no with. It already knows all of that, and instead you just got to trust it, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. because when you trust your intuition, you'll never go wrong. Even when your logical mind tells you, no, you should go in a different direction, Nah, I trust your intuition mm-hmm. because it, it is guiding you. It knows all. It sees all. And it's taking you to your destination the fastest way.
0: That is such a great illustration because I'm, I'm like that. I follow ways, right? And there's been times where I'm like, nah, Waze, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to follow you today. And it's always wrong. Like, I should have followed Waze. So that's a really good picture. Like, even when you feel that, uh, I don't know if Waze knows what he's talking about. Follow, follow it follow it this, this segment of <laughs> being the purposeful lawyer is what you buy You exactly.
1: need a away sponsorship
0: <laughs> definitely holla at me Ways. <laughs> all right so ash you're the money guy you're the financial expert yes. so i want to i want to get into some um to some financial tips if you will but so i wanted to know since you since you know a lot if there were three things in terms of financial literacy. You can't take anything else with you. Just these three things you get to know going forward. What are those three things?
1: Yeah, three things is uh, stop working hard for money, right? Mm. So instead of working hard for money, make money work hard for you, Mm. number one. Mm. Number two, um, invest money in income-producing assets, right? Okay. Um so don't work hard for money make money work hard for you uh, invest your money in income producing assets mm-hmm. um and number 3 uh use debt to build wealth so use mm. other people's money in order to stretch your money you know longer
0: right can you tell me a little bit about those like what do you mean by that
1: oh uh, yeah absolutely so mm-hmm. i think that um you know we're, we're we're usually taught um that yo get on the grind work hard right you got to work mm-hmm. hard for money um but the truth of the matter is that Um, If you're only working hard for money, what you're doing is you're exchanging time, Mm -hmm. right? You're Mm -hmm. exchanging your time uh, for money. Uh, But because you're exchanging time for money and you and everybody has a limited amount of time, we all just have 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Then there's really no way to to truly build wealth if you're exchanging time for money because there's a cap on how much money you you can make. right? Right. But if you. Change your relationship with money. If you said instead of working hard for money, you're going to make money work hard for you. And what that means is that you're going to, um, you know, instead, you know, as you work, you're going to have this money um, and then you're going to use that money to create, you know, passive income. You're going to, you're going to, you know, buy these things that create um, passive income for you, which is my number two is you know, now you get into a space where there's unlimited income, right? Because Mm -hmm. now I have the ability to work hard. I take that money. I buy an income producing asset. And now I could keep building on those assets over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And now I could, I could create multiple streams of income that are paying me without me actually having to do anything. Right. I'll give you an example. That's why I keep writing books because, (laughs) you know, you know, my first book, of. you know, my right, money right came out in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still get paid twelve years later. I still get paid every wow. single month for something I did one time. That's an asset for me,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then, lastly, using debt. You know, um, they, you know, there's always this narrative about being debt free. There's always this narrative about. Um, you know, trying to stay away from debt, but the truth of the matter is that if you know how to properly use debt, mm-hmm. you can actually become wealthier, right? You can actually, you know, instead of tying up, you know, like, let's say you know, mortgage rates are really really low right now, right? right? Uh-huh. Uh, but if you look at the stock market, the rates in the stock market are really really high. Mm-hmm. And so if I had $200,000, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to buy a home, am I going to take that $200,000 uh, purchase the home mm-hmm. and now that $200 is just sitting there and it's not doing anything for me? Mm-hmm. Or do I say, you know what? Mortgage rates are 3% right now. Mm-hmm. Let me let me take out a mortgage at 3%. Let me take this $200,000 out and let me put it in, a, in the S&P 500, you know, gaining 10%. Right. And now I'm up 7% because even though I'm paying that 3%, on this mortgage, wow. I'm up 7%. And mm-hmm. so people don't even realize by sometimes when you don't use debt, you're actually losing money. And so you can actually use debt in a, in a positive way right. to grow your assets. And then, you know, you could continue to buy. And then now because you have that money that's giving you back money, the money that is giving you back, you could take that money and spend it if you want mm-hmm. or continue to buy, you know, buy things that increase your wealth.
0: Wow, that's powerful. I was one of those, like in my early days, I definitely always thought debt is bad. So any kind of money that I got, I just want to pay off my debt and then I'll be back to square one with no money. So yeah. so <laughs> that makes that makes total sense. So um what what sort of what is like the major life lesson that you learned from being able to go from the kid from Harlem who was, you know, getting kicked out of school all the time. To now, you you had this wonderful career. To now, you left this wonderful career to bet on yourself. What was that? What is that lesson that you learned?
1: Yeah, the the number one lesson um, was that I I always had greatness in me. I mm. just couldn't see it. Mm. You know. Um, you know, even, even when I was getting in trouble, I was successful at getting in trouble (laughs) because right, because, because I had greatness in me, uh, when I, when I was in corporate America, I was successful in corporate America, uh, because I had greatness in me, you know? Um, and so the number one lesson I learned is, is really that is betting on yourself, right? Mm. Having enough confidence in yourself, having enough, uh, belief in yourself, um, you know, knowing, knowing. Um, that you can do all things like mm-hmm. there, there's nothing that you can't do um, mm-hmm. and that your mind is a powerful tool. And if you focus on the things that you want out of life, you could create uh, any situation that you want. And so really, um, you know, the the, the the powerful lesson was that I, I've always been great, mm-hmm. um, that I was born, I was born great. Um, and it was just a matter of, you know, making sure that I'm directing my energy in, in, in the right direction in right. order for me to, to materialize that greatness.
0: Yeah. So do you you believe that we can manifest what we want? Like you feel like that's what you did? Like you believed in what you wanted and you were able to sort of manifest it in a sense?
1: Oh I, absolutely uh, uh I, I am I am a master manifester. Mm-hmm. Um anything I focus on um, will will become true it's not even it's not even a it's not even something that i that I think It's something that I know for sure wow. um and it's something that i I tested it's something that I've really um kind of you know just 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 focused on and realized that that's that's the law mm-hmm. um, I think what happens is that because um you know we're so stuck on doing
0: um mm-hmm. we
1: think that we have to do in order to to get things uh, but the truth of the matter is that we just gotta be. Right. And so what do I mean by being? And and mm-hmm. and so you could take this from a phil- philosophical perspective or uh, you could take this from a practical perspective. Right. OK. Um, if somebody said to themselves right now that they wanted to become a multimillionaire, mm-hmm. then they all they have to do is become a multimillionaire. But <laughs> okay. You're like, wait, what are you talking about? Right? right. How does that make sense? What happens is a lot of people wait until they have the actual physical tangible thing mm-hmm. in order to create the habits that actually get you the physical tangible thing right mm-hmm. and so multi-millionaires they speak a certain way they act a certain way mm-hmm. uh, they have certain habits uh, they have certain they, they have certain knowledge and so if you wanted to become a multi-millionaire you don't have to wait until you have multi-millions in your bank account mm-hmm. or have multi-millions worth of assets. All you have to do is be around multimillionaires and learn their habits, mm-hmm. learn what they do, learn what they you know, you know what they're learning and then you become that right now and then the universe, God will, 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 will put you in, you'll be in energetic alignment with that, that thing that you want. And then it is is going to come to you. And so as a master manifester, I know that any experience that I'm not having in my life is because I'm just not in energetic alignment with it. Right. Mm. Meaning that if, if I, if I turn on the radio right now, there's no way I you know, turn on hot ninety seven and be listening to power one oh five because right. it's two different frequencies. Right. And so wow. in order for me to actually listen to power one oh five, I have to tune into power one oh five. If I want to, you know, go to hot ninety seven, I have to tune into hot ninety seven. And so if I want to become a multi-millionaire, I have to tune into being a multi-millionaire. Wow. Right. So everything is about being in energetic alignment. Um and so really uh when when we think about the things that we desire out of life and I'm very careful about not saying things that I want right. because when you when you when you again when you want something you're telling you're you're, you're telling God that you are desiring not having the thing because you want to stay in the space of want right. right. But desire right when 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 I when I think about things that I want to desire that I desire what's gonna get me that thing is to actually be in energetic alignment with it, right? I have to be thankful for the thing before it comes. Mm -hmm. I have to know what the thing feels like. I have to visualize the thing. I have to imagine the thing. I have to... To, you know, really be in that in that energy of the thing, mm-hmm. so that way that thing could be mine. And so, um, it works for everything. Um, to, you know, try it. People try. People do it negatively <laughs> all the time, right? right. People, people think about, oh yeah, I don't like this guy, or I don't like this girl, or whatever. Right. And then now you got that person in your energy. All of a sudden you bump into them. All of a sudden you see something uh, about them. All of a sudden they're in your space because you were giving them your energy. Wow. Vice versa, though, right? You start thinking about a friend. you I, yo, I, I wonder how such and such is doing. I ain't think. I ain't see such and such and such a long time. You start thinking about that person, all of a sudden they pop up, or all of a sudden you hear something about them. That is manifestation. The problem is that a lot of us, we put, we put like, yo, attracting a million dollars is hard and, and attracting an old friend is easy, right? So we, mm. we give we give scales to things where there is no big or small as it relates to the universe. God just sees everything as whatever it is. Like whenever you're in energetic alignment with is what you're actually going to experience. So it's really about how do you turn your vibration up or down right. to, the, to the vibration you want to actually experience.
0: Wow. So it's like it's it's really just the only thing keeping us from our greatest desire is our own mind, essentially. Right. Because we're not we're not vibrating. I thank you for for saying that, because now I feel like I'm in alignment because I was I was learning about vibrational frequency and, and, you know, being where you need to be to get what you want. So that's No No (laughs) no coincidences. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, Ash, you have. One of the most amazing podcasts out there now. Thank you. Right? Um, Inside the Vault. Tell me a little bit about your experience with that show and what it's doing for your life. Uh, Inside
1: the Vault uh is the greatest money mindset show on the planet whoop, whoop. And, 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 it's, and, and it's a registered trademark thanks to you know what i'm saying if you know you know you know what i'm saying um, but yeah inside the vault uh, is a blessing because mm-hmm. um you know you know as we just said your mind uh, is the is the the most valuable thing that you have, right? Right. Um. And so you know, the show literally takes place inside a vault. Mm. Uh, it's a nine-ton vault uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. Um. You know, and uh, it you know, when you go to a bank the vault is where they keep most of the valuables. Mm. And so when I say inside the vault, I'm actually saying inside your mind. So right. I'm taking you inside the minds of wealthy individuals, celebrities, multimillionaires, you know, entrepreneurs really kind of giving you um, a, a taste of what it takes mm. uh, to get to that space. Um, and it's been phenomenal. You know, I, I, you know, got, was able to partner with my brothers, uh, you know, Troy Rashad and the whole earn your leisure team. Yeah. Shout out to um, earn
0: your so leisure. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) to
1: the bros and so you know the show is on the earn your legion network um and so that 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 you know, gave the show a boost immediately. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh our first guest was Candy Burris and, and that broke the internet. Wow. Um and we've had a you know a lot of power, you know, powerful, you know, powerful hitters on there. Mm. Uh we're up to, you know, 30 something episodes. And so, you know, we're we're actually just getting started, right? So, For real? With so yeah. much
0: heat with so <laughs> much
1: power, uh, we're just getting started. And um, you know, it's 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 been it's been dope because um, you know you know, like I said, we do everything in excellence. And mm-hmm. so uh, we actually shoot it like an actual TV show uh, because ultimately um, the goal is becoming an Emmy award winning show. Wow! Um, and so instead of, you know, uh, trying to wait until the opportunity comes, like I just said, you have to become it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I am an Emmy award winning host, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) and so so that's how I operate with the show, you know, that's how, um, you know, we shoot the show, like, like we're really taking it seriously, Mm -hmm. we really have the top-notch producers out there making it look awesome. Um, and it's really opened the door um, and it's helped me, um, you know, increase my, you know, what I do in my work exponentially. Right. Um, and it's just a blessing. It's just a blessing, you know, all praises due for such an illustrious platform. Back
0: out EYL, <laughs> you know Facts. No, the show is excellent and you are an excellent host. Like, you you bring a lot of energy to it, which just goes without saying. But also, you know, the, the passion that you bring, I think, it, you know, pulls out of your guests really good, um, interviews and really good content. So I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited for you. And so I know you're still, um, teaching, you're still sort of like coaching. What is that? What is the platform that you, that you do that on?
1: Yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, one of the things I realized, Mm -hmm. um, was that a lot of times when people think about legacy, they only think about money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started actually pivoting a little bit into okay. storytelling, you know. Mm-hmm. And so because, like I said, I you know I wrote wrote, wrote my book you know 12 years ago, uh, Mind Right Money Right Ten Laws of Financial Freedom, um, and it's still paying me dividends. And so I started to teach um, about how how to become a six figure author, mm-hmm. right? And so I've I've been able to uh you know to use uh, my book and create 15 streams of income from my book. Wow. Um, and So I've been you know blessed to be able to you know now provide that to other people because a lot of people have stories mm-hmm. a lot of people need to write their stories a lot of people need to you know you know inspire the world with their stories and how do they use their story as an anchor to now create uh, multiple streams of income um and so I've created you know what's called the six figure authors challenge um mm-hmm. and that really just give it's a 5-day challenge that you know gives everybody everything that they need in order to um you know you know create you create a six figure book um, and, and that's at uh you know six figure challenge uh, oh no six figure com. the number 6 okay. but i also have a an online uh, academy, uh, called mind, right. Money Academy. Um, and we mastermind every week. And so if anybody wants to, you know, learn how to, you know, (laughs) how to manage their money, change their mindset, you know, every Tuesday at 8 PM Eastern time, uh, we mastermind and we just kind of, you know, you know, you get to pick my brain and we get to talk about certain topics that are going to, you know, help you create multiple streams of income.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Sounds like wonderful things. So, I and, and your new book is From the Block to the Bank. From the Block to the Bank?
1: Look. There we go, right here. Wonderful. Look at that ash. handsome
0: lad. Look at his right? little ass. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm, um, I'm super proud of this book because, mm. um, you know, it was painful to write. Let me just be honest, right? Okay. Because Prior to it, I never really talked about my past. I never talked about my experience Mm -hmm. Um, as a parent. uh, Just thinking about the things that I like, I like, I felt bad for little Ash. I'm like, (laughs) man, you as a kid going through all of that. And like I said, like, 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 my daughter's 13. Like, like the stuff that I went through, she, I, I want her to go through that till she 20, 26.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So, um.
1: (laughs) So it's super painful for me to write, but Mm -hmm. I actually wrote this. you know, I fasted before my 30th birthday of oh, my 40th birthday, excuse me. Okay. Um, you know, I turned 40 in November. Oh. Um, and so before my 40th birthday, I fasted for 40 days, um, and was able to like really get out my story. Um, in the book, there's a uh, 40 principles, uh, that help you maximize your full potential. Mm. Um, and so I'm, 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 I'm excited. Um, the, uh, you know, the hardcover is available now. Okay. Um, but but paperback audio uh, and the Kindle version. I'm I'm releasing that November 16th, uh, so it could coincide. Cause my you know I'm, my birthday's in November. November oh, okay,
0: dope, I know the coincide. audio's gonna be crazy. Oh, I can't
1: wait. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have music. <laughs> I'm gonna be yelling. All that good
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Ash, I'm so honored that like I really truly am honored that you took the time to speak to me. Thank you yes. so much. So much, brother.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's, it's my pleasure. Like, you know, I you know, I always you know, like I said, I I, I believe uh, that our goal is to be greatness on display, and mm. so it's always an honor for me uh, when people invite me onto their platform because all that it does, um, you're exposing me to people who might have never heard of Ash Cash. Like mm. somebody right now might be like, "Yo, who is this guy? Like, why you keep yelling?"
0: Right, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right but 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 i'm being exposed right. uh, to a whole audience um, you know that never heard of me before, um, and and this introduction might make them, mm. you know, Google or that make might make them watch a show or they might make them pick up a book. Um, and 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 you didn't have to do that, so I, I appreciate you, my sister. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know for for allowing me to talk to you know talk to your people.
0: Of course, of course. So where would you like people to find you, or where can they find you? I'm sure they're interested. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So the great thing, you could go go to my website. I'm mm. ashcash.com. Okay. Uh, everything is there like so like you could buy books there you could join my program you could read my bio you can see you know where i've been so everything is on there uh you, you know iamashcash.com uh, or you can follow me on all social media platforms at iamashcash that's twitter facebook instagram i live i live on instagram okay. uh, but you can catch me on at all all, all, the, all the other platforms at
0: I am Ash cash okay awesome awesome Thank you, Ash. You. <laughs> Thank you.